This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We're going to speak with our good friend Michael McDonald of Tobacco Free Hendricks County. A lot of big tobacco-related legislation in front of uh, the state of Indiana this year. Plus, uh, they've got some new information out about how healthy we are here in Hendricks County. So we'll talk about that and more. Michael, how's it going? Great, Rob. How are you? I'm great. So real quick refresher for everybody. What is Tobacco Free Hendricks County? Tobacco Free Hendricks County is a community-based grassroots organization that gathers and is designed to address the health, economic, and social impact that tobacco has on Hendricks County. And so you guys kind of exist to say, hey, look, there's the dangers of smoking. You also want to help get people off of smoking, et cetera, right? Those kind of things and not just smoking tobacco, period. Right. You know, because a lot of t tobacco comes in different forms. So we use the word tobacco and tobacco products to make sure that we include all the products that the tobacco industry places on our public market that uh, consumers are available to get. And that's those consumers are 18 and older. But of course, we know uh, a lot of their primary target are that uh, pre-18 year old group that they're focusing in. But in addition to tobacco use, but tobacco control also through the form of policies, policies that limit or eliminate uh, the usage of tobacco in different geographic areas on properties and campuses and things of that sort. And I know vaping has been a huge issue for you guys over the past three or four years. It is an, what they call an emerging tobacco product. It still, although it's getting a lot of attention, it makes up a very small part of the tobacco 
use pie, but it is growing. Unfortunately, it has surpassed um, uh, contemporary or combustible tobacco with use among youth. Uh, but overall, it only represents about 2% of the whole tobacco market, but it is emerging, it is growing, it is a concern and something that we do pay attention to and address, educate about it and share information. Unfortunately, our uh, federal uh, uh, government has made some strong positions on it, established rules that got in effect uh, August of 2016, identifying uh, electronic cigarettes as a tobacco product. Uh, as a hazard and as not a, a tobacco cessation product, which it tried to promote itself as. It is a tobacco product and presents some of the same harms as traditional tobacco products do. Get our guest, Michael McDonald of Tobacco Free Hendricks County. Okay, uh, let's get to the juicy stuff first, <laughs> which is the Indiana legislature. Uh, the budget session, this is big for you guys, right? I mean, this yes. is the big time. Um, because when, real quick, how are you guys funded? We're funded through what they call the Master Tobacco Settlement. It was an agreement reached back in 1998 between 46 states attorney general and the tobacco industry where they would pay into perpetuity, that means forever, uh, X amount of dollars to each one of the states because of the health impact their product was having on those individual states. So the tobacco industry pays those monies to the states. The states then redistributes that money uh, through different departments. Uh, and we get our funding through the Indiana State Department of Health to help counteract the negative health and economic and social impact tobacco has. So basically in exchange for not, uh, forget at the time, help me out here, they weren't going to be, they couldn't be sued then, they couldn't be prosecuted, that correct. was sort of the agreement. Out of court settlement, correct. Yeah, okay. So um, so this is big for you guys because your funding is largely dependent upon how much revenue gets brought in and, and then generated back to, uh, you know, because there's guys like you all, all across, in every county, right, basically? Well, actually, no. There's only 36 counties that are currently funded with tobacco control monies from the Oh, wow, the only state. 36 and 92? Them. Correct. Yeah, there is the monies that come into the state is pretty consistent. It's the distribution of those funds once they come into the state uh, that uh, sometimes shifts. Uh, we are uh, the CDC recommended that we be funded at seventy eight million dollars uh, uh, for our tobacco control program statewide. We currently are funded at five million. So just a small amount of what's necessary to have that great impact to counter out what tobacco is doing to our, our, our state and our county. Okay, uh, and if people want to know more about you guys, because mm -hmm. you meet once a month, the meetings are Correct. public, how yes, can they sir. find out that information? Well, you can uh, contact us uh, either through email at tobaccotfhendricksco32 at hotmail.com, or you can call us by phone at area code 317-828-9248. We meet every second Thursdays of the month, 3 o'clock p.m. at Mental Health America, Hendricks County, and that's located at 75 Queensway Drive in Avon, Indiana. The, like you said, the meeting's open to the public. We only meet about an hour or so, uh, get people in and out, address the issues we need, give the assignments that we need as far as what we're doing in the community, and uh, go forward from there. Okay, we mentioned how you're funded because funding is an issue right now in front of the Indiana legislature Correct. in regards to the uh, tobacco uh, tax increase. There is currently a proposal that would increase the tax on Cigarettes. The House passed this. Yes. The Senate did not. Um, your initial thoughts on the House of Representatives saying, hey, we're going to add uh, a pretty big tax increase 
Two Cigarettes in Indiana. We really appreciate their support and their insight to recognize the importance of doing this. by Just by increasing the uh, cost of tobacco by that $1.50, you'd have immediate impact of a 17% reduction for just youth use, just immediately, because basically what you're doing is pricing them out. But you also have an impact on uh, adult users also, uh, which is a great thing. And as public health workers, that's really what our focus is, is improve the quality of life through uh, setting up policies uh, that promote healthy lifestyles. And that's basically what that does is that sets up a policy that would promote a healthier lifestyle and be a deterrent or a luxury tax, if you want to call it that, for uh, those youth considering using, those adults considering using, and those who are currently using because of the costs that would go into effect. Currently, right now, we're lower than the national average regarding our tobacco tax. We're only at 99.5 cents. That's lower than all of our neighbors save one. So you have people from other bordering states, Ohio, Illinois, Michigan, coming into our state, buying this product because of the cheapness of it. A pack of cigarettes in Chicago uh, costs you up to $12 or $13. You get that same pack of cigarette in Indiana for 4 or $5, a significant difference. Uh, I've seen the billboards all around downtown, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's at a, pr- a pretty aggressive campaign this year, more aggressive than in years past. Well, we understand that um, as we this process is delayed and we don't establish these policies, more lives are at stake. Uh, more people are making that poor choice to use, and less people are making that choice to stop using because the deterrent is not in place. And, you know, we again uh, applaud and thank our, our state house for taking that uh, issue on and recognizing the importance of it and what it will do for the generations, to, not only the generations now, but also the generations to come. And we really encourage our state senators to also take that position to look at increasing that cost of tobacco by that dollar and fifty cents. Uh, raising the uh, the amount of funding for tobacco control programs to $34 million and giving us some of the tools we'll need to counteract uh, this negative effect. I think I mentioned to you off, off radio about a national conference I went to in Austin a couple weeks ago. Uh, one thing the state of New York did was they really focused in on youth tobacco use. And their program was so successful, they went from a 12% youth tobacco use down to a 4% use just by employing these same programs that we're talking about now. And so they are, it's proven that this is effective. These methods do work, they are effective, and they do get the outcomes that you desire. Good guest is Michael McDonald of Tobacco Free Hendricks County. We're talking a little bit about the proposed tax increase on cigarettes. Passed the House, was not included uh, in the Senate. Were you surprised, were uh, the advocates of this tax increase surprised that the Senate didn't include anything in their budget? We were we were surprised and disappointed because, you know, again, as public health workers, you recognize and you've researched and you realize the importance and significance of these things. So just sharing that information with our friends in the Senate and encouraging them to come alongside us to do that. You know, we haven't given up. You know, I think I mentioned it before. We're we're having a uh, advocacy day tomorrow at the state house. We're going to meet with our state senators and share additional information and hopefully encourage them to 
reconsider that position and include, you know, that proposed increase in tobacco uh, uh, price in the in the budget bill. Uh, it is important. We have data to show that it's important. It's important to our, our state. It's important to our counties. And it's important to the individual individual communities in the state of Indiana. You're fighting a double uh, a double in battle here. The governor came out and also said he didn't support that. That surprised me as well. Were you taken aback? The governor Holcomb said, I do not support a tax increase on cigarettes. Well, you know what? Again, uh, sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Uh, Indiana, uh, traditionally, sometimes it takes a little while for us to come alongside and embrace these concepts that we see that are growing, that are getting momentum around the country. I again mentioned to you that I was in Texas a couple weeks ago and just really pleasantly surprised how uh, uh, proactive they were regarding that particular issue and not only proactive they were aware of it but they were conscious about the the value and quality of policies and I just think it's just a matter of time before our elected officials at all levels will come to embrace that because it is inevitable I mean we're going to get tired of that elephant in the room uh, tobacco use is still the number one preventable cause of death in our nation, in our state, and in our county. So I think that uh, behooves us to take a more interactive and proactive approach regarding establishing policies and giving support for programs that help reduce those factors. The Senate senators, I should say, have expressed some concern. The House initially wanted to use the cigarette tax to help fund a budget hole, which would be created by moving the sales tax on gas. The Senate said, we don't want to do that because we're concerned about Medicaid cuts coming from Washington right now. Are there just so many moving parts that it's hard to get, the, for these legislators, hard to get their heads around exactly where they want to go? Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I understand the confusion when it comes to that. Uh, as a public health worker, our emphasis is not on the revenue that's going to be gained by the tax. That's, that's, that's a good thing. If it's $10, it's an improvement over what we have right now. Ours is the health impact that that particular price increase would bring into our community here. Uh, any revenues, I think, is any positive reg revenues is a good thing. And you can allocate that based upon what the revenue is. If it's uh, $100 million one year and $50 million in the next, those are additional revenues you didn't have prior to putting those things into place. So the focus shouldn't be on the revenues. The focus should be on the improved quality of life and health outcomes for your citizens. That's you, what our focus is. You mentioned that you're going to meet with some senators tomorrow uh, to try to get them on board with what the House has passed. What do you say to them? Well, we say to them just that just what I've said to you is that this is a positive thing we're trying to do. We're not trying to um, penalize anyone. What we're trying to do is improve the quality of life of everyone. Because with a tobacco user, that tobacco user's use affects not just the user, but also their family. It affects the, the health picture of our whole state. Indiana spends over $500 million a year on tobacco-related illnesses through Medicaid. Think about that. That's a huge uh, burden that that uh, particular product is placing on our state. And if we can come in and reduce that by increasing the, the cost of that particular product, that should be something that would motivate us to want to establish that kind of policy. So this is a this had like you said, it has some huge tentacles on, on our side when we look at it. But if we look at it from the standpoint of what outcomes could be, this would have a positive outcome not only on the state, but on our individual communities. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. Again, our guest, Michael McDonald, tobacco-free Hendricks County. When we come back, Michael has some very interesting info on how we're doing health-wise in Hendricks County. He'll share it with us. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317 244 7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Our guest, Michael McDonald of Tobacco Free Hendricks County. And Michael sent out an interesting email the other day that caught my attention. It was some statistical information on how we are doing in Hendricks County health-wise. And, you know, I'm sure, Michael, you're always wanting to do better. Yes. But I was pretty impressed with some of these numbers, right? Yes, yeah. And, and you know, again, uh, just to qualify that, um, all this is just a snapshot. All this is just a, uh, a benchmark that we look at regarding our health outcomes, our health disparities. Uh, basically, what we looked at was uh, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation in collaboration with the University of Wisconsin. They do annual rankings of all 50 states counties regarding health health outcomes that's really fascinating 
Incredible. It's, it's such an because I don't think there's anyone else that does it to that degree. A lot of them do statewide rankings and things like that, and regional rankings, but this is one of the unique ones where you can come in and get a snapshot of what the uh, uh, estimate is, basically. Because, you know, again, there's a margin of error when you look at this data here regarding your he the, the state of health when it comes to your county. And what it basically does is it does calculations of health based on outcomes and health factors. And the health outcomes ranking is a combination of what they call mortality and morbidity. And of course, mortality is the length of life until we die. Then morbidity is the quality of life that you live during the time you're living based upon the different diseases and illnesses that you may experience. And it's really interesting when you look at that. And Rob, a lot of people don't know that your uh, zip code has a lot to do with the quality of your life with the quality of healthcare services you have, with the quality of education you have, with the quality of edu uh, education you have, and even safety factors here. And basically what the health factors does, uh, it basically uh, does rankings in four areas here. It ranks the health behaviors such as tobacco use, diet and exercise, alcohol and drug use, sexual activity. Then the second area is the clinical care, which is the access of care you have, and then the quality of that care that you receive in that particular area. And the third one is social and economic factors such as education, employment, income, family, and social support, and then of course, community safety. And lastly, is the physical environment, things like the air and water quality, housing and transportation systems. So it breaks down uh, a profile of your county based upon those key areas and identifies where your strengths and your weaknesses are. And, and I think that's an important picture or image that our county needs to be aware of because that can let us know where we need to put our resources at, where we need to put our attention at, and then the potential development of policies. And you and I have talked many times, you know, again, about the elephant in the room, tobacco use, that we have the ability to establish policies that would eliminate uh, secondhand smoke exposure in the workplace. That, of course, then would uh, reduce uh, health care costs that would uh, improve the quality of life for those who use and even those who are affected by it. So all of this really is about taking a, a snapshot view of your community. And Hendricks County has been fortunate when we look at the 92 contiguous counties in the state as far as rankings. We've been ranked at second for many years now, which is a good thing for our county. You're doing a good job. Well, me and many others in the community are doing a good job with our, our health systems here. We have with Hendricks Regional Health, with IU West, and with the other ones that are emerging uh, in our community. We are doing great things regarding health. But again, the picture looks at things beyond health, uh, the other areas that we talked about. So, and again, when you look at that, of course, you, you feel good about your strengths. And a part of this is to support your strengths, but also to address some of the weaknesses that you have in those areas the the details in this information which again you it's public information that's correct uh, is fascinating and i want to run through some of these here just that are some of the the high level interesting ones because um, we could spend five hours talking about this information but 14 percent of our residents in hendricks county smoke according to this right that sounds like a lot to me but it's actually pretty darn good because hamilton county is the best in the state at 12 percent and uh, the average in Indiana is 20.6%. 
That's pretty high, isn't it? Yeah, we and we we've made progress in that area. That fourteen percent represents fourteen thousand six hundred odd just adults. That doesn't include the youth, because unfortunately it's illegal for youth. Right. Well, fortunately, it's <laughs> illegal for youth to use tobacco. But we know that approximately five or six thousand youth in our county use too. So comparatively speaking, when we look at the other counties. That's great. But if you think about just that number of adults, that's more than the number of citizens that are in the town of Avon. That's a significant number of people, 150,000 plus that we have in the county that's still used. So that also affects not only the quality of life for those individual adults, but their family members that may be exposed to secondhand smoke, their employers that's providing health care for them as far as their premium rates are concerned, and then the social impact of those watching them smoking thinking it's a good thing or okay thing to do. This one stood out to me, and because a lot of times we do things and you go, ah, maybe it doesn't stand out as a really mm-hmm. bad idea, but some things that, like, to me just go, that seems like a bad idea to anyone. 15.1% of uh, pregnant women in Indiana are smokers, and 8.1% right here in Hendricks County. We've actually made some progress in that area, Rob. A, f- a couple years ago, we were at 10% uh, for 10.1% for pregnant moms who smoke. And, but see, that really addresses the addictive nature of that product. Uh, most people don't look at tobacco use as an addiction. But as you can tell, think about that. A person is in a position where they're affecting the quality of life of someone they're carrying, but the addiction that they're uh, attached to is so strong, it still drives them to use. But we've made great strides with improving that. We have a program at our Henry County Health Department called Baby and Me that addresses tobacco use amongst pregnant moms and sets up programs through the Indiana Tobacco Quit Line, uh, which is a tobacco cessation service free to all Hoosiers 13 and older that addresses tobacco use and gets them on the road. It's a a science-based proven program that helps them transition from being tobacco users to non-tobacco users. There was an interesting part of this data, which doesn't have anything to do with Smokey, it was just the demographics that stood out to me, um, that the largest demographic in Hendricks County is now 25 to 44. Correct. And And that really floored me that it is younger people. So there's a whole new generation, I'm sure from your perspective at Tobacco Free Hendricks County, there's a whole new generation of people that we can reach now, right? Because if you're yes. four, if you're 45 to 64, you probably made up your mind, right? Yes. But but these people are reachable people. And that's the that's the the strength I think of our county that uh, when I first came here in 2003, the county's population was 104,000. We're over 150,000 now, and that's a growing demographic within that group. And what it's saying is that group a lot of them have made decisions not to be tobacco users. A lot of them made decisions to make healthier lifestyle choices, to exercise, to watch their diet, uh, to be aware of their surroundings. So that's actually, although we've grown numerically, we have not grown with the negative outcomes uh, regarding certain things when, when populations do grow. Uh, so it, it really is kind of great. And that, and that particular group is more interested in policies that protect them from secondhand smoke exposure and I think if we we're really concerned about keeping that group here as far as them living here spending their dollar here and their time here you know we need to be more aware of those policies that help promote that kind of quality of life that they're interested in uh let's talk about one of the elephants in the room for you which is trying to get our communities in Hendricks County to go to smoke-free communities and I know it's something you've been at for a long time Uh, you've got workplace restaurant and bar law in Plainfield. Yes. You've got smoke-free community workplace and restaurant law in Avon. Um, 
how hard is this sales pitch to some people who might go, I'm not a smoker. I tell everybody not to smoke. But at the end of the day, if you want to smoke and somebody wants to have a restaurant or a bar that smokes, that's their right. How big of a challenge is that to get everybody on board? It is a challenge because people uh, are really protective of rights. But I think, you know, as, as our laws say and our Constitution says, with rights comes responsibilities. I think we have to learn to balance those two. And if we look at the whole picture here, if we look at, okay, it is your right to do that, but your right is causing me uh, um, a lot of money, you know, a whole lot of money we're paying because of that right that we're affording you. That may get us to shift our position to look at this just not as a health issue, but as an economic issue. The economic picture is humongous, even in our county, the second healthiest alleged county sure. in the state. It's still a huge problem. Sure. It's still costing us a whole lot of money. But not only is it costing us a whole lot of money, we're modeling social behavior where we're continuing uh, to encourage by our use youth to come along and do that thing because they see us doing it and us it's still influencing them they're also following that same trend so i think if we look at it beyond health not exclusive of health but in addition to health and the economic and the social factor and the whole picture i think we'll then shift our thinking like many other communities have just like howard county and kokomo just did just a couple weeks ago just like us uh, south bend did last year and recognize this there's a value added to these policies that protect workers from exposure to smoke in the workplace all workers we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the program talking with Michael McDonald, Tobacco-Free Hendricks County, about the economic impact in our state due to smoking. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall, speaking with our good friend Michael McDonald of Tobacco-Free Hendricks County. I want to wrap up the show with some very interesting data that Michael has given me. And, you know, I love the, the tax policy information. That's sort of my wheelhouse and the cost to citizens and how we reduce that. Michael, you've given me some information that it says $6.1 billion is the annual uh, economic cost of the state of Indiana. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that that is incredible. I, I kind of alluded a little bit to the cost to the state as far as health care is concerned to its uh, Medicaid costs over $560 million annually for tobacco-related illnesses to Medicaid recipients. That's just to the state. If you combine that in with uh, 
private health care insurers, that's over $2 billion there. Then if you look at the whole economic picture, that's when you get to the $6.1 billion. If we look at that, Rob, if we look at the, the deficits that we're concerned with, if we look at the uh, uh, positive uh, things that we want to do, I was just listening on the radio where a couple of our school districts or states are thinking about taking over control of because of fiscal concerns. A lot of those answers can be addressed if we're willing to be proactive and interactive from a policy perspective regarding controlling these negative factors when it comes to uh, uh, tobacco-related costs to our state. And that comes out to $903 per individual, not per house, per yeah. individual. Yeah, that's, you know, you, you look at that as just, it's staggering as a state our size that we're still letting uh, in uh, this this product that's been around for centuries still have this type of impact on us because of the sake of, of uh, free free enterprise for the sake of letting individuals make individual choices but then we don't we control uh, 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 everything from you being able to burn trash in a certain area the quality of water that's distributed to us restaurant standards and things like that because we know those things affect the quality of our life which they should be in place this is another issue that affects the quality and extent of our life that whole thing about mortality and morbidity that we addressed before this directly impacts those things and i think it behooves us and we will eventually I, i'm certain rob that soon the state of indiana hendricks county is going to embrace this and begin to look at it be interactive and take positions that are uh, supportive of the majority because if you look again Hendricks County the adult usage rate for tobacco is 14 percent what does that tell you that means 86 percent the overwhelming majority 86 percent of our adults do not use tobacco and, and I think again uh, this is a situation where we can uh, uh, do make decisions and have policies that positively affect the majority and help that minority group uh, that's, uh, as I told you before, addicted to a product that's designed not to give them positive health outcomes. Michael, again, if people want information on tobacco-free Hendricks County, how can they go about uh, getting that? You can reach us by phone at area code 317-828-9248. We have monthly meetings every second Thursday of the month at Mental Health America Hendricks County. It's located at 75 Queensway Drive, Avon, Indiana. They're open to the public. They last about an hour. We'd love for you to come in and be a part of what we're trying to do. Michael, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Rob. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, totally free of charge. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall. Saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night.
Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? 
Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.